Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome, everyone, to our fourth episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, where real estate investing and pleasure meet. I am your co-host, Monique Hom, and I am here with Denise Denise Cooper. Cooper. Hello, Denise. We're here today. We're going to talk about... Hi, hi. (laughs) Um, We're going to talk about today to flip or to buy and hold when you're... You know, a lot of people love those HGTV shows. I I know I did, where you see those industrious investors. They they buy a place, they fix it up, they sell it quickly, they make some money, hopefully, and um, you know, flip or flop and those other shows. That seems really sexy and really fun. And and so the question is, is it better to do that, or is it better to hold on to a property long term? Um, and and what what are the pluses and minuses or the benefits of doing either one, or the you know the downsides of doing either one? So we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about yeah, that that's today. good because yeah, because I'm like I think I've always had a preference for the hold and just rent it out, um, just because it seems like really stressful to buy and flip, especially if you're in like an aggressive market, but you are in one of the most aggressive market markets in the country and we're able to do it. So I'm really curious to hear your opinion about this. Right. Well, I, I was doing, you know, my, my husband and I were flipping houses for a few years here in Los Angeles. And, um, and I, I have some pretty strong opinions on, on both. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you, um, I I think it can be a good thing to do for some, um, but it's not for everybody, and it's not for everybody all the time. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit more about what I mean. So when, um, like, the good thing about flipping is that you can you you get in, you get hopefully an ugly duckling with good bones, something that is in a is in a good like a good neighborhood, a good area where people want to live, but it hasn't been kept up. So it's an ugly like the ugliest house on the block is ideal, and then you get in, you fix it up, and you sell it quickly for a nice profit, and then you have this chunk of change at the end of it, which is great. Bad parts, if the the bad parts about it are, um, well, a you need to be able to be in a market where there's a a large enough margin between what you can buy it for and what you can sell it for, so, and you know, and also factoring in the fixing up costs to 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 make sure that you actually make a profit. So in Los Angeles, which is such an expensive market. We need to be able to find a house that is at minimum, we can buy it and sell it for at minimum $200,000 more than what we bought it after we fix it up, um, considering the cost we're going to have to do to fix it and the closing costs. So you have to you have to have a market where there's a large enough spread. And, that, and it'll depend on your market in terms of how much things cost to um, you know how what how extensive the renovations have to be, 
and um, at what level of renovation they have to be. So certain, like Los Angeles, it has to be, typically you have to make it a pretty nice place with some higher-end fixtures to get those types of prices. Not every market is like that. So you just need to see if you have a big enough margin. And then you have to factor that when you sell, especially when you you buy and you flip, you're usually trying to do that within you know, six months to a year, the, the the government is going to treat that as regular income. So it's, a to, it's taxable, you know, whatever your profit is, is taxable like any other income, like income you would get from any job. It's basically a job versus when you're buying and holding, you're getting rental income and that income will be taxed at a lower rate or if you buy and hold and you sell after a few years, the, the the difference between what you bought for and what you sell for will be taxed. You'll get at, you'll have a capital gains tax rate, which is also lower. So your the the taxable benefits are definitely better for buying and holding. And then the yeah. other downside about flipping is that when you when you sell, you, you have to start over again, right? You just it's um like it's a it's a short term job, right? You buy, you fix it up, and then you sell, and then you you start over. But I, the fun things about it, if you like to renovate and you like to fix things up, that part is super fun. I love that part. But um, you know, you have to factor in that you need the margins. You you need to factor in the higher tax rate, and um and that one is done, you're, hopefully you'll have some profit, but you have to, um, you're going to have to start again. What, uh, how do you know if you like to, how did you discover you like fix, the fixing up process? If you've never done a renovation before, a large one, how do you know if you like it or not? So I, what I was um, paying attention to was my natural um, passions about design. So I, even before I'd ever renovated anything, I was always looking at interior design magazines. I was always um, watching HGTV. I was, I was kind of obsessed with that stuff. Um, I, kind I of the love, way I am with. Love, love that stuff. I get it now. Okay. Because I, I like the way I am <laughs> where, with TLC and what not to wear. I get it now. Yes. Yeah. So that's how I was. With houses, you know, I was for me, you know, this home interior design magazines are like pornography. I just get so turned on by it. Yeah, and I, you know, I would uh, that was that was my thing. So I was watching these um, these flip shows for a while, and I, I would I was just drooling and salivating and wanting to do it <laughs> so much. And we sold a property in 2010. Um, which was a good time to buy properties on the cheap, and um, yeah, and we had this chunk of change. Um, we had a, you know, we had about six hundred thousand dollars that we could invest, and so we just started. We bought, we were buying properties, fixing them up, and selling them at a profit, and it was working really, really great, and it was lots of fun. But as the prices got higher and the market got more and more competitive, those margins are getting slimmer and slimmer. 
and it was getting harder and harder to find a, a property that would work um, that would work with you know in in that market that model and it was hard for us to translate this that flipping into another another market so the thing about flipping especially if you're not going to do all the work yourself um, and even even if you are but if you you have a team you're going to need a team that you can really trust the good contractors that will work fast that will work well that won't be too expensive you know you can't you can't have somebody that takes twice as long as they say and charges you twice as much as you think you're going to be um, paying because that will completely ruin your flip. So you, we, we have an amazing team here in Los Angeles, but they're here in Los Angeles. So we couldn't, you know, we couldn't say, hey, let's let's move this party to Vegas or <laughs> you know or anywhere else. We needed. Um, they're here, and we we didn't have that kind of team elsewhere. So that's that's the other thing you really want to you really want when you're flipping. You want to have a really great team that you can trust to um, to do the work, do it well, do it fast, and do it at a really reasonable price. So it sounds like if you can't, so there's a couple of things that you're saying. So you you definitely. What, what I understand is you want to find an ugly duckling in a great neighborhood that you can get a, a discounted house that is going to net you 200000 once you're done with it? No. If that has a margin of $200,000, um, you are not going to net that much because you have to Got factor it. in. So say you, you bought it, I'm using L.A. numbers, um, or at least, from before, so say you buy something for three hundred thousand, and you're gonna have to put in fifty thousand to fix it up, and then um, you're also so that you're three fifty in, and then you have to um, when you sell it, they say you can sell it for five hundred, but you're also gonna have to pay closing costs, maybe six percent on that five hundred. Um, so then you know whatever is left, that's your profit. Got it. Okay. And so, but you think that, so a 200000 margin, $1,000 margin, you think that works for most uh, markets? Um, it's, you know, it depends. I don't think every market you're going to be able to get that, those kinds of margins, but if you, yeah. and it depends on what kind of profit you want. So we were, we were trying to get fifty to 75000 per house. Um, and, or at least, um you know, it's a twenty twenty percent on our you know our investment. Uh, it it kind of, it depends on what you're investing. So if you if you able to put in a, you know, you should try. I think you should aim to get a twenty percent return on investment if, if you can on your cash. So if you it depends on how Got much it. money you put yeah, in. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you could put it in the market yeah. or uh, and it get ten percent. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, on but it's it's an it's an active, right? It's an active uh, investment, not passive, really. There's work right. that you're doing. Cool. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so, if if we have another housing sale, quote unquote, or market crash, <laughs> is this something you'd do again? Uh, potentially, potentially. Yeah. yeah. If there if there are houses on sale, although right now I tend to 
like, I tend to prefer the buy and hold model. So I like um, that you can have rental income. Um, I like that you can have your, um, and that income is taxed at a lower rate. The downside for buy and hold is that your money will be tied up for longer um, within that investment. So it depends on how long you're going to buy and hold. Um, so the, we're, right now we're doing these apartment buildings with a five-year hold strategy. So um, the money that's in those investments, and it, in a way it's a bit of a flip because we're buying these prop, apartment buildings that are ugly ducklings and that need to get fixed up, and we're going to be um, adding value and equity by doing that um, to sort of the best of both worlds for me because I get to – to do the redesign that I love, but <laughs> we're holding it. Um, but the money will be tied up for longer. You don't get it back right away like you would in a flip. But um, you get rental income, which is which is nice and, and taxed at a lower rate. And then um, when you sell, after the fact, you'll have um, – you'll also be able to take depreciation because you're holding it for long enough and – and, and we've talked about how wonderful depreciation is. Depreciation is great. I should mention if you – I just discovered after looking at the tax logs, if you make over 150000 a year and you don't claim real estate as your full-time business, you're limited in your depreciation. So that's something to think about for people who are high, like high W-2 wage earners. And it's also if you're working full-time, the IRS is a little bit more – uh, they're more scrupulous about like you claiming that you're doing a full-time real estate business because obviously right. you're also working a full-time W2 job, which I, which was a yeah. fact that I did not know in all my years of doing accounting and real estate stuff. I did not realize that, but I've always, I'm not always, but I've been an entrepreneur for almost 10 years. So that was a good fact to learn. That is a good fact to learn. So this is definitely something you're going to want to speak with an accountant, your accountant about. Um, if you're thinking, okay, what's the best, um, what's the best strategy for me? And you may want to think about having property in different, you know, owning your properties in different entities. Um, you create, you can set up an LLC to own the property, and that will be. You might have different tax benefits by doing that, by owning it, um, by having things owned as an entity instead of in your personal name. So those are all things that you want to talk to an accountant about. I'm not the, I'm not the most knowledgeable in that particular arena. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's buying or flipping. Um, we're getting towards the end of our time, so do we want to, um, I don't know, do you have any more questions about that, Denise, before we, we go and start our trinities? No, I think I think it's a, I think it was a good topic to have. I'm, like, I'm super interested. I think it, it was a question that came up from one of our ladies in our free Facebook group, and if you haven't joined, uh, it's Real Estate Investor Goddesses on Facebook. And there's a small link that you click, and you can fill out the survey to join. Um, she really wants to know that answer, so hopefully it was good for her, and it was good for me. Thanks, Monique. Thank you. All right, so we love to end with a trinity, and a trinity is a celebration or a brag, um, a 
gratitude and a desire. So um, I guess I can start. Do you want to start, please? You should do a trendy. Uh, sure. Yeah. I was, I, um, let's see. I bragged that I went on a bike ride earlier today. I, um, yeah, that's my brag. I even tried to go, like, do some a little retail therapy, but I'm grateful that I live, <laughs> this is my gratitude, I'm grateful that I live in the least clothing. The city has everything but really great clothing, and so whenever I try to go retail therapy, it always, is, like, it's like a major fail, and I always leave having bought nothing except for food, and so it's, like, my favorite thing <laughs> in the world to, like, go walking around to shop and coming away empty-handed, and I desire um, – we we had a, a really great brag from one of the ladies in the Real Estate Investor Goddesses group who got a chance to invest with you in one of your properties, and she was so excited. And I just desired that for every woman who comes in contact with Real Estate Investor Goddesses. Yes. So, Shelly, you're so much better than you can even imagine. Um, so well bragged. Beautiful gratitude. Well done. Um, let's see. I celebrate. I celebrate that I raised, we raised all the money that we needed for our um, our two per, our two buildings, and we raised two million thirty five thousand um, dollars, which is so crazy. If you'd asked me a year ago, would I could I ever imagine doing anything like this? I would have said, I think you are crazy. I just it was so it was such a it's so different from everything that I was doing a year ago. Um, it's amazing. So I, I brag that we, we did this and uh, we're doing this. Uh, yeah, and then I, I am great. Alex Blossom. Well, Brad. Yay. And, uh, thank you. And I am grateful for, um, I'm grateful for every, I'm grateful for all the investors um, that invested with with us, including our like some of the you know real estate investor goddesses and a couple of the women in the group invested, and I'm just really grateful for everyone who um, who's taken that that leap with us to invest and um, and I'm and I desire that um, that these so are beyond everyone's wildest dreams in terms of the results and how beautiful they look and how wonderful, like we make these places such wonderful places to live. And, um, and it's very, very, very abundant and profitable for, for everyone. So those are my, that's my Trinity. So shall it be or something better be on your wildest dreams. Thank Uh, you. Thank you. All right. And, to the listeners, go ahead and stop what you're doing and write down your trinities or say them out loud to somebody else. If you're wondering where we got the trinities from, we always like to give credit to the queen of pleasure herself, Mama Gina, and she has a book out right now called Pussy, a Reclamation. I recommend that everybody get it, especially considering we have a major GOP candidate who absolutely believes in the power of pussy. That's why he's trying to grab so much, <laughs> quote unquote, power. Um, oh, that's the only political thing to <laughs> say. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for joining us today. Join us every week at uh, 
new time, 2.30 uh, Central Standard Time, 12.30 Pacific Standard Time. And remember, in real estate, um, always keep it juicy and keep it pleasurable. I am Denise Cooper. I'm Monique Hom. And we are Real Estate Investor Goddesses. Bye.